Hi there, this is the Reverend Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire, and this is Love to Tell the Story. Beneath the waters just offshore of our summer home in Maine lies a rather sizable boulder, placed there, or so I presume, by glacial movement eons ago, and which remains as a prominent feature of an already rocky lake bed. But given its large flat surface, and the fact that it's also perched just so at the drop-off to deeper water, for at least a couple of generations of children in our family, it's always been the Big Rock. A great place to play and a natural boundary between swimming in relative safety and going out over your head. I remember so well as kids how we'd always use the Big Rock as our own underwater diving platform, as this was the one place where, if we dared, we could push out to swim out beyond where our toes could still touch the bottom. Of course, when we were very young, and still depending on something akin to a doggy paddle, it was more than enough to keep our feet firmly planted on that stone precipice. After all, venturing out that far from shore was hard, not to mention potentially dangerous. Much better, we reasoned, to experience the beauty and wonder of the lake from a safe distance. On the other hand, however, and we all figured this out pretty quick, there were a whole lot of fun, exciting, and even important things awaiting us if only we would take the risk and simply learn how to swim. Well, flash forward a goodly number of years, but still back up to camp this summer, I've found myself lately looking out at the Big Rock with gratitude for the countless dreams and the adventures that it had inspired in me over the years. Glad that whatever fears or doubt I might have had at the time, eventually I'd made the decision to be bold enough to dive into those deeper waters. Which, come to think of it, isn't all that bad of a parable about what it means to live a life of faith. All through what's been, to say the very least, a very tumultuous year, I have to say we've nonetheless been given some wonderful glimpses of what can happen when people of faith dare to go out beyond their own safe places into the deeper water. I stand in admiration, for instance, of, of all those who from the very beginnings of this pandemic and the resulting quarantine, who have not only been willing but committed to joining the ranks of first responders in amidst the challenges of, a, of an unprecedented time and situation. The doctors, nurses, and medical professionals, police officers, firefighters, city workers, and, and of every stripe, and, and, and others, all others, who were devoted to providing and maintaining public safety. Grocers, storekeepers, and and those who are making the deliveries of food and keeping shelves stocked through all these months. All these, and so many more, who have been deemed essential workers, but who, I think we all know, are so much more than that. 
I've also been thinking lately about the people who throughout these months have been out there doing good works in the situation. And work that's being done behind the scenes and also largely without any real recognition. For instance, there's a dear friend of mine who's a fourth generation funeral director who spent 10 days in New York City this spring during the absolute worst of the COVID-19 crisis in that city, joining uh, with a team of other morticians intending to the deceased and bringing some sort of dignity to those among the literally hundreds who were dying every single day from the virus. He did it because he had the skills, but he did it because he had the call to do just what he could do, and that's what he did. See, all these kinds of outreach, so many others I could name too, it requires courage, compassion, and more than a little boldness, and yes, I do believe a lot of faith. And yet it's clear that such an effort has yielded a harvest of love and mercy that our world sorely needs, especially right now. For that matter, consider all the parents and the families and the caregivers and the teachers, oh, the teachers, who have been doing everything they possibly can and are planning to do more this fall to safely and effectively nurture the children in their care, to, to try somehow to make these interminably long weeks of staying at home worthwhile and one that helps in those children's growth and development even back in our own little corner of Christianity in Concord. Again and again, I've been witnessing the same kind of boldness in the ways our people are living out their calling as disciples and as the church, despite our having been unable to, to gather for in-person services of worship or any other kind of activity as a congregation for over four months now. It's so interesting and very gratifying to me as a pastor that whether the concern has been one of stewardship, mission and outreach, or simply doing what it takes to continue to be a truly welcoming and, and inclusive congregation, hardly a week has gone by in this time of pandemic when I haven't learned of some new and creative way our people have been about the work of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. For instance, Two of our members who took it upon themselves to distribute goodie bags, and they were quite the goodie bags, I'll tell you, to distribute them to everyone in our congregation who was shut in or in lockdown. And then when they had done that, expanded that list of folks to include our youth and, and families in the church, even some of their pets. Bottom line is that even in these crazy and uncertain times, wonderful things have been happening. In the process, challenging us to boldly move beyond the false assumption that as a church we're too small, too old, too budget crunched, or too set in our ways to ever accomplish great things, or at least to accomplish small things in a great way for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. And it's all because someone in faith decided that it's better to go deeper than to cling to the safety of shallow waters. I'm actually reminded here of the words to a Vacation Bible School song from some years ago. 
And for those who remember those VBS days, this one was from the year of SCUBA, S-C-U-B-A, which stood for Super Cool Underwater Bible Adventure. The words, which were written by Carol Smith, go, I want to go deep. I want to obey. I want to love God more every day. Now, back then, it served as a tuneful reminder to our kids that when we trust God and we love God, life becomes an adventure filled with many opportunities for bringing joy to others. But the kicker, so to speak, and the words I always remember came in the middle verse, and I'm sorry, I, I don't remember the tune at all, but the words went this way. Faith's not supposed to be ankle deep, ready to swim, it's time to leap. I'm not wading in, instead I want to be in over my head. It, it seems to me that this is the one message that's applicable to us grown-ups as it was for our children. Now more than ever, in fact. As I have been fond of saying as of late, in times like these, when tragedy, violence, and division have sadly become commonplace and appears to rule a day at times, the first and best thing the church can do is to truly be the church, no matter how or where we meet. But for that to become our reality requires from each of us the readiness to leap from all of the big rocks of our lives so we can swim out over our heads into the deeper waters. For the sake of the world in which we live, as well as for the realm to come, may God grant each one of us the courage and the faith to take that risk. And that's it for another episode of Love to Tell the Story. I'm Michael Lowry, and I thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you with a great day every day. Take care, and we'll talk soon.